0: Hi, friends. It's Steven. Time to do the thing we do, where we listen to what people say, and we tell them if they're being stupid or not. Y'all want to do one about the election? Yeah, me neither. But, you're going to be hearing a lot more about it, and so what I want to do is give you some tools of some things to look for and some things to avoid. Let's start with the things that are going on with uh, the mail-in voting. I want to try to be as fair as possible, because there are, there are things to say that would not make Republicans very happy. There are plenty of things to say that would make Democrats very unhappy. Alright, so there's, there's enough to be said on both sides. Truth can come from both sides. Falsehoods can come from both sides. So what I want to do today is just give you some tools to help you swim through it. Uh, I was able to keep up with it for the first week and a half, two weeks. Now there's more information than I'm able to weed through. I don't have the time for this. I work a job. I take care of my doggie. I take care of my wife. I don't have time to weed through all of this. Uh, that's, that's their job. That's the lawyer's jobs, the court's jobs. However... I've got a couple of tools in my arsenal that help me to swim through a lot of the drama and a lot of the the uh, rehashings and a lot of uh, problem creatings so that I can find better what the actual issues are. And I want to share those with you because it's a lot to go through. But the more that you have to be able to find what the news is, the faster that process is, And the less likely we are to be deceived. So one thing right away, and I think this is an easy one, personal attacks, dismiss them. If uh, somebody is going after Giuliani and saying how he's just a political hack, or they say how uh, uh, William Barr hasn't jumped in because he's trying to save face, no personal attacks, personal attacks do not necessarily carry truth. Personal character attacks can either be uh, a frustration of someone, or it can be a political tool. I mean, we saw not too long ago, uh, Kamala Harris was calling Joe Biden a racist, and now she's serving alongside of him, and what was her reason? Oh, it's politics! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we know it's politics. That's why we don't listen when you make character attacks. Because it's stupid politics, And you'll probably say the opposite tomorrow. So personal character attacks, if you see somebody writing a post about that, skip past it. Trust me, if it's about someone that you like, it's not worth the read. uh, The next thing that you can do is stay away from statistics. We looked at polling. Polling did really, really poorly. This year, the previous election, across the board... Polling sucked. And if anything, even if the most minute thing that the Trump team is claiming is true, then polling can pretty much just be thrown away and never considered again. Furthermore, though, there is something on the uh, on the Republican side that needs to be tweaked a little bit. There's some, Statistics flowing around in uh, very Trump popular websites and uh, web pages. A couple of statistics that uh, show how many votes went to Biden and how many uh, actually went to him, how many were stolen from Trump, and this and that and the other. You know what the issue is? Is a lot of those statistics are either not true. Or they're easily explained. Statistics are very malleable pieces. I mean you can easily uh, twist a polling by going to somewhere and polling from people who are going to agree with your position. You can easily tell a different story using the same poll. How many times have you heard two politicians sit down and tell completely different stories using the exact same data? Statistics are not necessarily reliable. Number three. Beware the Washington Post. Right now, all of the news companies are kind of ticking me off right now. The New York Post has a really terrible opinion piece, but the one thing that I can give them is that they're actually reporting on things that Republicans are reporting on as well. Even if they're giving it a very Republican negative twist, which they do a lot of times. They're at least reporting. The Washington Post is giving a very Democrat positive story without reporting the things that Republicans are reporting. Alright, we've gone through a couple of things to avoid what are some things that you can look for during all of these proceedings? Well, affidavits are enough to warrant an investigation, but they're not hard concrete proof themselves. In, in a lot of cases, it needs to be backed up with some kind of uh, cooperating evidence. And for a while, we've not been seeing that. So one thing that you can look for, because some of them are starting to get backed up with hard concrete evidence and video footage. One thing that you can look for is if someone is saying that an affidavit has been filed and there is proof to go with it. That is news. If someone's saying, I have an affidavit of something that I saw and there's nothing to go with it, it's just a rumor. Until it has been proven, and it can still be proven, it's just a rumor. But as soon as someone says, I've made a sworn affidavit and there is proof to back up my claims, that is news. That is important news to look at. So if you're scrolling through uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and you see someone talk about an affidavit and proof that goes with it, read that story because that is going to be an important story. And as we saw in Michigan, uh, with the 6,000 votes that were supposed to go to uh, Trump that went to Biden... And then with the 1,500 votes that did the same thing, that actually almost cost a state election. That, co- that actually almost cost a congressman his seat to a challenger. Uh, the, congressman, the Republican congressman was getting ready to give his concession speech, and then he was informed, wait, they found an issue, and you actually won. We've seen now, we have proof that local elections, at least, And state elections can be lost because of these errors. If this keeps happening over and over and over, it's eventually going to lead to something bigger. And that's where we get to the Dominion voting system. I've said since the Friday that we heard about the 6,000 votes in Michigan that if there's going to be any change, it's going to come from Dominion. And now, Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood have released... Their 104 page document of complaints that they have and official court filings. What's going to be important to look for as these cases go to court, because I believe they're going to Georgia first, things that you're going to have to look for are things like the memory cards. You remember seeing the stories about how uh, memory cards were found and were uploaded, that were supposed to be uploaded on election night, and how in every one of those cases, a majority of those votes went to Trump, which helped to close the gap between him and Biden. That is news. That's not suspicion. That's not a graph that can be manipulated one way or another. That is actual news. Pay attention to those stories. And I think as we see when Powell comes forward and she presents her case, we're going to see similar stories to that. I don't know a lot of what's going to happen. And I think that it's fair for everyone to say, we don't really know what's going to happen. And I think that the real issue that everyone's having to struggle with is it's not supposed to be this way. We're supposed to know. And I think that's why this whole election process at this point is important. We should know. Right now, there's a lot of things that we don't know. And especially about the Dominion voting stuff. That was just released less than a week ago. Look for events. Events are far more important than things that people say. We've dealt with this over the years already. People have gotten used to ignoring what the news says when they try to go after a tweet of Donald Trump's or Republicans instead of actually dealing with things that happened. You know, while, while the news is over here complaining about how uh, Donald Trump tweeted something that uh, they're seeing as racist or bigoted, Donald Trump is over here uh, helping put together a peace accord in the Middle East. That is news. The tweet is not. The best thing that you can do, and I'd say this is the number one rule overall, is look at events, avoid drama. Look at events, avoid drama. If you do that alone, you will save yourself hours on hours of reading time. You will be able to skip a lot of stories that you're seeing out there. You'll be able to just peruse on past a lot of the graphs that you're seeing, and you'll be able to see, oh, There's an event. Oh, they found a third memory card in Georgia. Oh, that's news. Let's read up on that. And you will save yourself loads of time, and you will be less likely to be deceived. We'll be right back with a short devotional after this. Today's devotional, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 20, and we're going to start at verse 1. Most of this one is going to be a lot of reading, and then we're going to do a little bit of breakdown at the end. Matthew chapter 20, starting at verse 1, and we're going to read through verse 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When he agreed with the laborers for a denarius for the day, he sent them into his vineyard, and he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And those... And to those he said, You also go in the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. And so they went. And he went out, and at the sixth and ninth hour he did the same thing. At about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day long? They said to him, Because no one hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last group first. When those hired about the eleventh hour came, each one received a denarius. When those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they grumbled at the landowner, saying, These last men have only worked one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden... And the scorching heat of the day. But he answered and said to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go. But I wish to give to this last man the same as you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with what is my own? Or is your eye envious because I am generous? So the last shall be first. And the first last. What's really interesting about this is it really looks a lot at the human condition, and it contrasts it with the heart of God, which is really what I think Jesus's point is. There's a video that uh, if I can still find it, I would like to uh, share with you guys in the description. It's a video called More Coke by One Time Blind, and for me it is the absolute most convicting video that I've ever seen. And it shows uh, two people standing with a character who's Jesus. And he gets each of them a gift. He gives one of them an 8-ounce can of Coke. You know, one of those little bitty ones that fits in your palm. And to the other one, he gives a whole 20-ounce bottle. Well, the girl who got the 8-ounce can is upset because she didn't get as much from Jesus. Jesus. She says to Jesus that she wants the 20-ounce bottle. So Jesus says, okay, if that's what you want. When he walks off, another friend comes along who got a liter. And then the first, the other friend uh, who got the 20-ounce bottle comes back and now was upgraded to a three liter. Jesus comes back to give her the 20-ounce bottle and she lashes out at him. Because she's not getting what everyone else is getting. The part that that convicts me the most is... She says to him, You're not giving me your best. And he says, I gave you my best. She continues to argue with him. He holds up the 8-ounce can. And he says, Until you can look past this... All you will see is a can of Coke. She missed the gift that God was giving her because she was focused on being equal with everyone else. She was focused on getting what everyone else had and being above everyone else. But the problem was is she missed what Jesus was doing. Jesus, in this skit, gave her what was best for her. And he told her that. He said, I saw this, and I thought it would be perfect for you. Now, she didn't ask why it was perfect for her. She didn't ask anything about the gift. All she wanted was more. She let her greed at what other people were getting override the gift that God had given her. In this particular parable that Jesus tells All of these laborers who agreed to a denarius, a day's wage, to be received at the end of the day, when they saw that everyone else was receiving the same thing as them, they came and they grumbled to Jesus. Because since they worked more of the day, well, it makes logical sense that they would get paid more. But they missed two things. Not only did Jesus agree, or did the uh, landowner agree with them, to give everyone who worked a day's wage, and therefore he was just following his end of the agreement. But they missed his generosity. They missed how generous the landowner was. Sometimes when we look at the world and we see the gifts that other people are getting, this is a big one for myself that I struggle with all the time. We look around and we see what our friends or our family members are getting and we wonder god why can't you do the same thing for me the problem is is the story of jesus is not what he gives you the question is do you come to work in the vineyard do you come to work for the generous landowner because he gives freely as he desires And those who came to work for him, they got his generous gift. No matter how much they worked or when they came along, all they did was respond to the invitation and they received the reward. My point today is don't miss God's gift to be equal or greater than someone else. Look at where God is moving. Look at what he's providing. And be grateful for the generous gift he is giving. And hey, remember, this world's going to end. This world will come to an end, and it will be those who remain faithful in Christ who will receive the real reward, an eternity in heaven with our Lord and Savior. And that, my friends, is better than any size of Coke can that you can receive. That's all I got for you guys today. Uh, Join me back pretty soon. Next week, we're going to have another normal episode. And the week after that, we're going to have a special guest. It will be the closing week for this, I guess you can call it a season, of Sourced Out the Search for Truth. And uh, we're going to be talking about Romans chapter 9. So if you want to get ahead and you want to know what we're talking about, go ahead and read Romans chapter 9. It would be really beneficial if you would read Uh, all of Romans, but if you've only got a short period of time, go read through Romans 9 one or two times, just to get you a head start as to what we'll be talking about. Thank you guys for joining in, and I will see y'all next week.